Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in. Ticket Weeknights with DeMornay personnel on the Don't Punt Hour. Followed by this show, we will have the wide world of rap with Chris Rapp, the host as always, and a wrap up Ticket Weeknights, the Don't At The Project. Be sure, don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll have all that for Ticket Weeknights before the night wraps up. But I want to carry this conversation that we had on the Amon Green show where we're talking about Maryland. We have plenty of clips from Tony White kind of talking about it too. Obviously, with Takavaloa, you're going to have a deep threat. They got this great... You know, positions at wide out. They have some dudes, basically. Uh, and against Michigan State, you saw that be a little bit of a problem. Tony White would go on to say he didn't think he called an aggressive enough game, putting pressure on the quarterback. Looking at Maryland, you know, what's kind of the key uh, to kind of stop those explosive plays? Do you want to, you know, put pressure on him early, make him uncomfortable through the presence? Do you, you know, mix up coverages on the wide receivers, go to press, go to zone, go to man, just try to keep them off their game? You know, how do you kind of take advantage of teams that are really like you talked about off air, the run game, they're not going to be able to methodically move the ball. So how do you take advantage of a team like that? My bad. Wrong <laughs> mic for you. <laughs> um, as you said, you know, the coach said he didn't call an aggressive game. I think just overall the team, I wouldn't say overlooked the opponent, but it was just necessarily thinking it was another game. I think they kind of got a fire lit. Under them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, three days later, and it's still, and a, and a guy still um, is coming with some juice. So that's only going to translate over to the players. And, you know, I think they're going to come out trying to make a statement, uh, playing aggressive and fired around because they've probably been chewed out all week. Um, but back to your question with how to stop that and everything like that, um, if they get in rhythm, you know, he, he's accurate. You know, they have the explosive plays and everything like that. Um, I think for us, we have to, you know, be aggressive the whole way through. Um, hopefully create, you know, a couple of turnovers, uh, strip fumbles, interceptions, uh, et cetera. Um, but you got to get the quarterback uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he's shown when he's not comfortable or getting outside of the pocket and everything like that, things kind of collapse a little bit. Uh, so, uh, get him in uncomfortable situations. Um, hopefully, you know, a couple of tackle for losses, um, keep them behind the sticks. Uh, don't allow them to, you know, have manageable downs um, to where, you know, he can just sit back there and, uh, you know, throw it all across the yard. It's going to be pretty much a, a comfortable day with playing. So the elements are taken out of it. The wind's not going to be strong. I think it's going to be like 50. The game will end around 60. Yeah, it'll degrees. be a fair weather game. So um, you, you got you to gotta get to the quarterback. Um, they remind now, me a little bit of Colorado. Right, the run the run game isn't as great. They're really going to live off of those explosive plays. They're going to rely on Sanders to kind of sit in the pocket and cut you up surgically, and it's kind of been the same thing. Their offensive line isn't as bad where we're going to be able to get you know eight sacks mm-hmm. like we did against Colorado. But I think it's going to be a little bit of that same game plan. Probably, um, I, I, I would. Yeah, I I would assume he's dialing up more pressures. Mm-hmm. Um, whether if that's you know delayed blitz or you know stunts or somebody's coming into, you know where he wasn't necessarily accounted for or what they were showing isn't what they're giving. Um, so hopefully they hit at home with that and create you know opportunities to score off of it. Um, if, if we can get you know points off of that, that would help the offense out a lot. Um, I'm again I'm really not too concerned too much on the defense. Like I said, I think they'll come out with 
more of an edge to prove something and kind of they've been, you know, getting yelled at and hearing it all week on yeah. how you lost to them and X, Y, and Z and everything like that. So I think they'll be a lot more sharper and a lot more on their game and just kind of uh, something to prove and you back at home. Yeah. So and Buford's back in the mix now. Ex- exactly. And that's going to add some more depth more to that definitely. room as well, some exactly. leadership. I think he's a big piece. I'll be curious to see, you know, if they plug him in, uh, you know, if they plug him in right away, if they kind of rotate him in. But nonetheless, uh, this is Tony White's comments. If you haven't heard it yet, I'm sure they played it on early break and throughout some of the other shows. But here's Tony White on how to limit explosive plays in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, you always break it down to to is the you can accept the ball beating you. You know what I mean? If if the guy ran a route, the right route, the ball was in the 100% correct spot, and the where the defenders in the right spot, and they go up, and it's a sideline tippy toe instant replay. I can you can live with that, man. That's ball. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But when we bust assignments, or we don't know what to do, or our eyes are in the right wrong spot, or we don't have the technique, that's bull crap. Let's get that straight. That's bull crap. You mm-hmm. mean, and that, that starts with coaching, in in terms of being able to get those guys to to say, hey, this is how we do it, and then. If the guy's not going to do it, then he shouldn't be in the game, right? So um, that's the most disappointing part. You know, again, the, we give up some fade balls and, and, and cues in a great spot. You know, man, live with that, bro. That, that's, 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 that's playing ball. I ain't, I ain't tripping. But we, we don't cover the damn tight end on third and three on a, on a defense <laughs> that, that we've been playing all year. You know what I mean? Because I didn't get the call. You know, again, uh, you always look internally. Maybe I was, maybe I was in the wrong spot, so he couldn't see me, so he didn't get the call. Because I trust him to get the call and to line up and to d him up. And the very first, the very first third down of the game, we cover that because the other side of the field was all covered. We cover the tight end. I mean, I don't, I don't know where he's going to throw the ball. So we're off the field. That's three points right there off the field. But instead, we let him drive down the field and score. So you can see it still bothers the hell out of me. But <laughs> Um, again, you know, I gotta, I gotta be in a spot where they can see me, get the call clearly, and go let them execute. So yeah, you think they've been hearing it all week? I think that's probably the right assessment <laughs> based oh, on yeah. that little he, clip he's, right he's, there. He's definitely burning a fire under uh-huh. everybody. So, like I said, you coming back home, you got a sour taste in your mouth from the week before. Like you know, you're capable of operating at a, at a higher level and everything like that. And I mean, he's taking accountability for you know maybe he could have done you know his part to be seen better. Yeah. And he owns uh, well, up which to is, his game all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, which like you did that, you rather have that than, you know, other, other things and everything like that. So I, like I said, I think the defense is going to come out and really be pissed off and irritated and take a lot of frustration out on, you know, and whether if that's, they dialing up blitz or, you know, um, I think that delayed turnovers. blitz is going to be nice oh, for sure. because especially with the uh, dunk Valoa, he, we've seen it, you know, if you're watching this film all year, He's good at kind of getting away from that initial pressure. You mm-hmm. put that delay blitz, hit him in the blind spot, hit him in the back. You know when he's get the get that blindside sack. I think that might be kind of the way to attack. Obviously, you're going to change it up with different schemes. You're going to try mm-hmm. to fool him, but I feel like you know if you're going to get success sacking the quarterback, I feel like those delay blitzes be kind of one of those one of those few you sprinkle that, in I there mean, and you, throw you, him you, off his game. You, but he's cool. he's good at getting the ball out of his hands quick. So that's you know the counter to yeah. it. Again, that that's fine. Like I said, they they cover a lot of ground you know they play fast and everything like that so mm-hmm. the quick game necessarily is not going to kill you um like i said so as long as you're keeping them behind sticks and you're not giving up you know 30 40 bombs uh 34 30 and 40 yard games and their uh, games and, and explosive games like that anything over 20 yards is, is an explosive game as long as you're not giving up that and everything like that you you give 
you know, uh, your team a chance to, you know, establish yourself and everything like that. So as long as they keep them behind chains and everything like that, you keep get keep them guessing and everything like that. The delay blitz, um, I'm pretty sure that they'll probably, you know, they'll know that 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 it's coming mm-hmm. here and there because, I mean, they, they've seen it and whatnot, but it's still so hard to, you know, train your eyes for that because your initial initial read it isn't it, 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 <laughs> like you know you're going with it and then all of a something you know all of a sudden it, it changes or whatnot so i think you know dialing up that just from various uh points on the field and everything like that kind of let you know um gifford kind of go off the leash a little bit and mix it up with him and everything like let him kind of you know wreak havoc here and there so I, I, th- I like I said, I think they'll come out, you know, ears pent back, right, pissed off because coach has been on you all week. And after a while, you know, you're tired of hearing something over and over again. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. So I, I think, you know, they just can't wait to get out there and just, all right, shut people up, shut, shut the coach <laughs> up. Because, um, you know, OK, a day or two after that, it's like, all right, like I, I got you. But um, as you can see, that coach is very passionate. Um, he, he's very, you know, straightforward. With it and everything like that, and it, again, three days later, he's still talking about that in somewhat of a calm. I can only think, you know, once he gets into a comfortable space and really let things loose and everything like that. So I think bullcrap's the closest thing he's had to a swear on the podium so far. <laughs> it's gonna I like you. it. Like, oh, like. It's, he's he's great, and obviously, you know, he's kind of the talk. It's the more and more, you know, the Big Ten talks about Tony White. I feel like Nebraska fans are like, don't don't show him too much. <laughs> you know, we like we like him over here because yeah, uh, exactly. he's kind of been that guy this year and. You know, not just Edinburgh. Nebraska- you look at his resume at Syracuse too. I mean, mm-hmm. I think when he got there, they were in the hundreds. Uh, by the time he left there, is you know top twenty-five defense in the country. You know, mm-hmm. in Syracuse, not a, not necessarily a team you're thinking of in terms of you know football prowess. But again, it, it's just going to be one of those things. I want to ask you this. You know, as a wide receiver at Nebraska, what are some things that threw you? Off? I don't want to say threw you off your game because you had a good career here. <laughs> would piss you off? Maybe he second guessed some things that would maybe slow you down in plays that really frustrate you. What are some of the things teams would throw at you? To kind of slow your game down, um, or was it pure just team by team? It's always different. But I was there a common t- t- team. T- team, it, it was different. Typically, you know, a safety would be over top. Um, I feel like my career was just a little bit different than mm-hmm. what you would expect from other other stuff. Like I feel like a lot of crucial downs, third downs, when we needed the ball and everything like that. Uh, oftentimes, you know that's when I would necessarily step up yeah. Uh, for a lot of stuff. So it wasn't necessarily that people did a lot of stuff that w- was different is if we had enough time to set up and get, you know, what we wanted and, and whatnot. But, I mean, typically I often had a safety over top of me. So I, it wasn't too many things going down the field and everything like that. It was just trying to give me the ball and kind of get started. Um, but some of those teams when you're playing, you know, Ohio States and everything like that and then at almost everybody on there is either first or second round like it it has to happen quick um so just not really you know getting complacent and kind of like listen to the outside noise mm-hmm. um focus on the things that you know you possibly could do better that next following week and upcoming and because I mean back then each and every week it was somebody we were facing that had a good DB that was going you know, high ranked or anything like that. So uh, just making sure that I was doing, you know, my part and not just worrying about the outside noise and everything like that for the most part. It wasn't really anything that I seen crazy. Uh, I mean, they ran typical coverages. Like, it wasn't no 
uh, to invert and or, you know, for invert and invert is when pretty much the corner and the safety switch responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So then you have to kind of think on a fly on, OK, is my route at this depth or because this player is filling in this position? Does it change my route and everything like that? So um, you just kind of had to necessarily anticipate and, um, you know, make sure what your keys was. Um, what you were looking and watching. And I think that's one thing, you know, my receiver coach at, at that time did a excellent job with making sure that, you know, we played with our eyes, not just, you know, oh, yeah, I only got this. Like, no, we had to make sure that, okay, the safety is, you know, plus two um, outside the hash. Okay, typically when they do that, how is the corner playing me? Is he playing, you know, catch, which is like, is he playing about two? two yards off is he you know about to bail or is he playing press where he's up in my face mm-hmm. and everything like that that could alert me to um a coverage change where it's going to two now my route might be uh different or something like that or uh so it wasn't really a problem because i've i i feel like you know our uh, my coach did a uh, coach uh dub did a very good job with making sure that uh the receiver core as a whole just was you know always on point uh just making sure that we were sharp so, but I don't, it wasn't nothing really that really gave me um, difficulty with right. anything. Like, once you get adjusted to it and everything like that, like, a football is full. Yeah. So. And I really doubt. I see um, putting press coverage on us too many times, especially the way we like to run the ball. It's just kind of a thank you for the wide receivers to be able to quick, is I mean, I imagine I mean, if, it's a lot easier If teams are running man and everything like that uh, at this late in the season and everything like that, uh, that's a sign of pretty much they think their guys are better than our guys, or you know, well, they're not taking a deep shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that you can't necessarily complete it or can't do it, but it's just like they don't necessarily respect it. They know that uh, the threat is more so running than through the air, so they're putting more guys, you know, in the box to defend that QB draw, QB option. Uh, because you know it's not necessarily a part of the offense to go down the field. So uh, at this point, you know, like I said, that that would be a sign of disrespect. That's just how I look at it. But I mean, each each year, you 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 have different strengths and different, you know, weaknesses that you have to exploit, change, and mix up. And uh, I mean, I'm not blaming any one person. I mean, they they've had a lot of change that has happened. You and it is one of those things we got to recognize too. As Nebraska fans, we're leading the Big Ten in rushing yards. I mean, I know one hasn't been pretty, but isn't that the one thing we've been begging for forever? I mean, the offense, yes, there's a million things to fix. Yes, the turnovers, <laughs> they can be rough, they can be brutal. Uh-huh. But, you know, for the love of God, we're leading the Big Ten, and like, that's how we have five wins. Rushing yards. You know, so it's like there's there's things, because I want to tie that in. We'll probably have to jump into it on the next segment. Mm-hmm. Now, should Satterfield, you know, be anywhere near that hot seat? Obviously, I don't think anyone's going to really put him there just due to all the injuries. But... I- it's the, the rushing offense, number one, first time. I can't. I couldn't even tell you when the last time that was. Probably, probably when Amir was here. Probably, probably. If 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 I had to take a guess, I mean, yeah, around, around that time, either first. But or the second. thing is, it might have been you know Wisconsin at that era too. That's why I say the the first or second because mm-hmm. because of, of Melvin. But <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah. Um, I get what you're saying, but also your quarterback is your leading rusher. Like that's. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not ideal. He's been ta- he, he's been taking a beating, mm-hmm. and that's not just that's not just you know of because of him running the ball. Like he, the offensive line, you know, has been 
a mixture of of players, a fluctuation of players, and he's. I understand he has his issues and he has his problems and the things that he can work on and get better at. Yeah, and learning on the job. But you're asking a guy to step in a position that he necessarily hasn't been in, and then the the stud, the things that that he's has to deal with with the last three quarterbacks that has been here has had that same issue with just pretty much running around for saving your, you know, just scrambling. Uh, so is that really necessarily all him? No. I mean, I'm th- we're thankful for what he does do and, you know, being gritty and figuring out. But, I mean, I would much rather not have him in the shape that he's in at this point at this point in time in the season. Yeah, and then like going back real quick to the, uh, you know, the best play that Nebraska has right now if they absolutely need to move for a first down. We did have unknown QB text. draw. Shotgun QB QB drop. That literally, was the play. <laughs> I'm, called it. I, he Sims did it, and he scored. Heiberg yep. has done it. He scored. Like there's there's good and bad to that. Yeah, you you leave it. There's a chance that your quarterback gets his bell rung. You're ex- exactly, mm-hmm. and I understand he's six whatever two hundred. Still, I rather I don't want that at chance for something you know to happen or whatnot. Is there any possible way that Nebraska can't? You know, it's such a crazy thing to say. Is there there any chance that we go and win any of these games and Harburg isn't our leading rusher? Do you see that happening? Because with the way our offense is designed right now and how he has to tote the rock, feels a little bit Adrian Martinez-esque where he's going to have to carry the team. He could do it by passing. You want him to throw but in see, that even, area, but, but he's but not still, there still, yet. still, even Adrian had more weapons than he has right now. Yes. Adrian freshman year, he had Stan, he had JD, he had Divine in the backfield. <laughs> he had some dogs. <laughs> like, it, he it, and I'm not saying that the, that the guys that we have now, Dave Urban too in the backfield. You can't know what I'm saying? So it's, I'm not saying that he doesn't have that type of production, but I mean he doesn't. They're a lot younger. It's a young team. It, exa- exactly. So it's it's different. Can 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 winning be done? Can winning happen? Yes. Uh, I don't necessarily know what that looks like if he's not doing what he has been doing. It'd have to be someone like Emma Johnson having a crazy game, who's been a, you know one of the bright spots. I give him the ball more, but he's talking. They're talking. They asked Satterfield about it, and they they keep every week. It seems to go by, and he's getting more and more involved. And at this point, I mean, would you say he's probably our best backfield? Well, I mean, they don't trust the Grant kid. No. So, and I think. I don't think it's necessarily his fault. I understand with him fumbling and everything like that, but I feel like he's more of a rhythm runner guy, meaning the times that he's been put in, he's been put in in bad situations. Yes. So A little bit like Sims kind of getting thrown in on that one right I'm, I'm, And what, what I mean by that is, okay, at the end of the, of, the, of the half or the quarter or something like that, you give him one or two you know, pops, and he's trying to do extra and because that's all he got to, you know, hopefully get more opportunities and when doing that you know it's just he's had the short straw mm-hmm. picked and everything like that i don't necessarily blame him or anything like that but i feel like you know he was the team's offensive mvp last year and yeah he was on pace for a thousand yards what, before we and, start going away from him and, for whatever reason and now a year later you're telling me of that he didn't have a fumbling problem last year you know what i'm saying and not like so it's the most bizarre thing have you ever seen a back like that just develop that Melvin Gordon in the NFL is kind of one of those guys for whatever reason. Um, With the Broncos, all of a sudden he has a fumbling issue and he's no longer on the team. Gets cut. 
there's a lot of things that I feel like that would necessarily like go into that. Um, I mean, you, you got a new coaching staff coming in and you got to kind of reprove yourself and everything like that. And, you know, it, there's a lot of things that, that could come with that, you know, coaches choosing favors and only picking up on certain things. And I'm not saying that that's what happened in that situation. I don't, I don't know. Um, I would assume, you know, knowing Matt Rule, I'd, I'd, I'd hope you assume if you're showing up, it's fair game for everyone. Like, you kind of have it been your idea, but for the most part, it better be open competition. Exactly. But, again, so you're telling me he's an explosive back. You know what he can do. You know what he's capable of. And I understand for what reasons why you don't necessarily do that. I'm just saying give him more of, a, of an opportunity to get in the rhythm and then kind of see how he's doing necessarily. Cause it might be one of those things where like he's in his head in his head. And then once he, you know, kind of gets his own confidence to stop listening to things and everything like that, he's back to being the player that he has been, but he's kind of been in a doghouse the whole since spring. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, they put him kind of put him on that, the spot that, right that away. Can, that can kind of, you know, mess up your confidence. Uh, you kind of got it out for me type thing and everything like that. You thinking about that and, well, I'm trying to prove y'all wrong, and with you doing extra steps and everything like that, you coughing it up, and it's it. So it, you can see the correlation of certain things happening and everything like that. Um, I just feel like I said you're in the last stretch of the season and everything like that. You know, you, you use all the weapons that you necessarily can to to get you by and everything like that. Like you can't just leave the freshman guy in there toting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, get the running backs a little bit more involved to get things going and, and I don't know what that necessarily looks like um but well, I think last week they really tried it but the tackles for losses it's like what are you going to do now you're stuck at third and long it's yeah. a little too you know and you, then you start well, playing if they, are, they, are they are they comfortable with you know coming out of the backfield and catching okay we'll run a run to the run a, um run like a shoot route run straight aim two yards to the sideline clear it out he's Get him the ball easy. It's an easy <laughs> percentage. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing for another reason. I'll tell so it's, it's, I don't. Again, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not the offensive coordinator. I'm tough job right now. I'll say, I'll say that much. That's the only reason. With, why. with the things that you've had happen this year, yeah. Imagine it's a limited play calling sheet. On a Absol- lot of absolutely. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not mad at it. No, uh, I, I get it. And I will say, you know, Matt, as much as you know, Matt Rule, I think he's been great on the mic. That's the only thing I. I wonder if he'd take back as kind of saying that publicly about Grant with fumbling issues before the season started. I he's don't know a, if you want to like he's a, he's put a, pressure he, on him. He's yeah. a he's an honest coach. Yes. He's, he's yes. straightforward. He doesn't, you know, beat around the bush and everything like that. Um, with coming to a place where the media is like this and can, you know, listen to everything that you hold on and everything like that, uh, I think he's definitely gone through and learned what what exact truth he can and can't say. Yeah, you probably could have got away with that at Baylor and Temple, and there wouldn't have been that much buzz about it, where every sports radio show the next day is talking about, you know, Grant's fumbling issue. Exactly. Supposed to issue because we hadn't even seen it yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of them. I'm, and he might he might do, he might have, you know, say it, said it in a different way to where it doesn't come back and bite or expose that to where now, you, now it's friction. It might be friction between you and – you know the kid, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I've really even heard Grant talk this whole season or anything no, it's like that. Been quiet. So um, you don't. Again, like I said, I, I think he's a workhorse. Uh, I think he can be utilized and everything like that. Um, but I mean, with the line and, and their situation and everything like that, and the turnover stuff, like, I understand with how things have played out.
Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll continue to dive into that. Uh, maybe even dive into a little bit of NBA as well as the Nuggets just continue to dominate. Nikola Jokic again. This stat just blows my mind. He's already got more triple doubles than LeBron James. Uh, and he did it in about you know eight hundred games less. Just a crazy stat. Again, one of the best players in the NBA right now. Probably for a long time if he continues to stay healthy. But we got to throw out the break here. Nonetheless, if you guys want to join the show, 402-464-5685. Don't go anywhere. 